Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. We are here to discuss a loss to the Browns 0-2 in preseason, although a lot of Giants fans like to point out that when we do go undefeated in preseason in the most recent years, it has not looked good in the regular season. So maybe losing all of our preseason games will be better. Um, we're not going to really go over it that much, the preseason game, because we don't, I mean, we don't care about it that much, although... It's good to see just off the bat thinking that what what stuff I'm thinking about. Carter Coughlin looked good once again. Oh, Shane Zimenez had a sack. I know Quincy Wilson had an interception in there. He headed to IR, though, uh, I think the day after. And then there was also the poor performance by Devontae Downs, as we've alluded to prior to this preseason in the regular season. We don't know how he's still on the team, but um, he is somehow. And he did not have a good performance yesterday. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited to be here and talking uh, some Giants preseason slash the end of training camp really is what we're coming up to here. Um, I, I don't think Josh mentioned this yet, but obviously uh, Josh and I are going to this preseason game on Sunday, which is going to be exciting. So we'll be able to see all these first team players in at least in the first half, get some reps and see it with our own eyes. I think that always helps. Um, and uh, besides that, you know, we had a few issues with a couple injuries here. Obviously, the Giants are now in New England when we're recording this, doing their joint practices before they come back to East Rutherford um, to play the game on Sunday, and that'll be the final preseason game. Like you mentioned, I don't think it really matters. We win them, we lose them. Who really cares? Um, I would like to see the starters put together a decent <laughs> few drives, especially offensively, um, in this game coming up this weekend. But besides that, you know, there's good news, there's bad news, but there's a lot to uncover. And obviously we're going to have Bobby Skinner on uh, in a little bit uh, to talk about all this stuff as well. It is very exciting that Jones is a starter to the game we go to. Alex, I also appreciate the early birthday wishes. Thanks for them. 
Yep. Really, you really didn't have to do so. I mean, I feel the love already. I mean, yeah. thank you so much because you realize you would say it publicly on here because we're not going to be recording one until after the birthday. So thanks for those. I really, I really appreciate you, you know, including it with the game and why we're going to the game for, in the first for place. Birthday, birthdays aren't important. Okay. You just got to live your life until you die. That's a really sour note. But yeah, Giants are uh, playing with the Patriots this week. Something we forgot, not forgot, we weren't, it, it didn't happen yet. We, we can't tell the future, unfortunately. Um, the Giants had joint practices with the Browns last week, and there was a fight, fist fight between uh, Sterling Shepard and Troy Hill. And we saw from the photographer, thank you so much, Browns photographer, um, that Troy Hill just doesn't know how to have a good fighting stance. And... Uh, Sterling Shepard is the king of weaving punches, obviously. So it was a fist fight, but I don't think any punches landed. That was the whole thing. And then John Ross lifted up. Uh, I think I think it was John Ross lifted up Sterling Shepard to separate him. And everyone's like, I need a John Ross in my life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so there was fist fights there. Obviously, it got a little heated. We'll see what happens this week. Today was the uh, I think first practice um, for the Giants. Right. Yes, I think yeah. I think it was the first joint practice between the Pats and the Giants. We see Kyle Rudolph. He's back at Giants practice. He was on the uh, PUP list, and um, he's back now. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. and and, and speaking of uh, uh, Bengals wide receivers or former Bengals wide receivers, obviously all that came out about Jamar Chase now that he's been, let's just say, not the nicest partner to have um, <laughs> in a relationship. And he uh, is getting in quite a bit of trouble. So it seems like maybe he's going to be another John Ross, another Bengals receiver who's picked early and might not uh, work out so well. Wow. You're already going to that. We also saw, um, I forget his last name. What's what's Brian's last name, Alex? The new third. Brian Luarkey. Thank you. There you go. Luarkey, I think. Luarkey and uh, Mike Lennon were the dynamic duo, as I have here. Um, in the Browns 17-13 win, who's, you know, the only two that started, obviously we knew, I think going, we knew since like last week or whatever, that judge was rocking with Daniel Jones and most of the Giants starters playing in this preseason game on week three. It's interesting that Jones might go a half, if not more, because normally I believe starters only go one quarter, like in a normal four game preseason. So that's a little interesting. One star of the game that I have here is David Sills, who had three uh, catches for 31 yards and a touchdown. He's been looking pretty good in this um, first two preseason games, as well as some practices too. And um, I guess, Alex, you want to go through what we have when it comes to the practice today? I know uh, I, have a, uh, I have a tweet out here uh, if you want to talk about like who we saw or, or who the beat reporter saw. I wasn't there. I, I can't tell you who was there. But, um, yeah, I have a Pat Leonard tweet. So I just want to read that about who he's on the trainers, whatever, sideline. I don't know why I'm still talking. Go ahead. Why don't you read it? I don't feel like reading today. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, So who Pat Leonard did not see was Saquon Barkley doing workouts, as well as Shane Lemieux, Tay Crowder, and Danny Shelton. And on the side with trainers was both, I was about to say both wide receivers, but the four wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, John Ross, Kadarius Toney, and Austin Mack, as well as the Edge Ellerson-Smith, Josh Jackson, the cornerback, Aziz Ojolari, the linebacker, um, dealing with some different stuff. Aziz Ojolari was dealing with something specific. I don't know if we have that information. We also had Dory Jackson, who happened to get injured, unfortunately, with a sprained ankle. Although, again, Pat Leonard coming to the rescue, 
uh, our friend of the program, not many others friends of the program, <laughs> but uh, our friend <laughs> of the podcast, Adoree Jackson has a sprained ankle and we'll get further tests on the injury. That was according to Ian Rappaport, but Pat Leonard just recently tweeted out, I think within the last hour, uh, that he seems to be doing okay. And that that is obviously positive. We have the Giants roster now being cut down to 80 with defensive back Montre Hartage uh, with a shoulder injury and Cole Hickettini, the tight end, were waived. We have the tight end Rice and John with an ankle injury and Quincy Wilson, who actually got the pick. Um, they were put on the Giants IR. And then let's see what else. Long snapper, unfortunately, it's it's still Casey Kreider's oh, no. job as Carson Tinker's contract was terminated. It's sad to see him go, but it is what it is. Very and sad. then, yeah, it is very sad. And then, Alex, you want to at least read our final piece of news? I, I would say I would like to read it. I would say that that doesn't make any sense. Yes. Um, Teddy Bridgewater will be the starter for the Broncos going into the season. Hence, he will be playing against the Giants in week one. No Drew Locke, who has balled out quite a bit in preseason so far for the Broncos. I'm not sure if you've seen any of that, Josh, but uh, he looked pretty decent. But it will be Teddy Bridgewater uh, who is starting for the Broncos week one. And a a quick little tidbit before we go to the interview. I, I know, you know, people are talking, you know, a lot of people have their heads down towards Jameis Winston. They're not liking it. I'm, I know it's preseason, but did he not look phenomenal in his game that he played uh, with a couple of bombs down the field? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's going to be real good. I, I, I'm telling you, now I'm not, I'm no fantasy expert, but I bet you <laughs> for fantasy, he will be a decent quarterback. Let's just say this. If he's on the waiver while away waiver wire i will be picking them up and we have our uh we'll have, we might have to talk about some fantasy next week when we go into our drafts i'm gonna have three drafts you're gonna have two drafts next week i know you're gonna have three two as well right uh two two okay so yeah. real quick let me read jordan ron on because he had a tweet out too about practice observations admittedly an up and down day for the giants offense per daniel jones did some good things in the red zone wide receiver trouble getting open through bad interception. Even most of the completions were check downs. We have Joe Judge, who even huddled the offense uh, at one point in practice. We had Nate Soldier back at practice, got left tackle and right tackle reps. So that's a positive. Outside linebacker Fidio Denigbo with the best day. Rest of pass rushers quiet. And then Mac Jones, which I heard about a lot, actually. We should mention this. Uh, the New England Patriots starting quarterback or most likely, I guess, still a fight between him and Newton, was apparently tearing the Giants defense, up, the Giants defense apart. Uh, and he attacked Daniel, uh, Darnay Holmes, I can't speak, in the slot often. He was 34-40 passing with one incompletion being a spike in the two-minute drill. So really good from, um, oh my God, Mac Jones, excuse me. And uh, with that, Alex, are you ready? Because I'm ready. We're going to move to the interview with Bobby Skinner. Hope you enjoy it. We are back now with a very special guest. Bobby Skinner joins the podcast, The Giant Take, and we are very excited to talk to you especially after FanFest that we just saw you, what was it, two weeks ago now? The uh, the tall 6'7 frame, right? Is, am I, do I have that correct? Yep, right on the dot, 6'7". 
Bobby, how are you? I'm good. Um, get. I think now that it's like you know people have seen how big I am. It's like okay, they'll they, you know they'll be used to it. But I don't even get used to it honestly. Like when I, when I see myself in pictures next to other people, I'm like wow, I really do tower over all of them. But it was good. Fan Fest was cool. It was fun meeting you you guys in person and uh, all that good stuff and getting a little closer to the giant seas. And it seems like it's taking forever though. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely funny when we were like walking up into the parking, like right by where you guys were set up. I saw you. I was like, "That, that there's no way that's Bob." Like, who? <laughs> like, what is this? A, like, I've never seen someone. Like, I don't know. It was almost like seeing like an NBA player uh, for the yeah. first time. That that's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> it was funny because you know everyone was coming and saying hi at the tailgate, and then during the practice, I went down in the corner, like the bottom corner, to watch the offensive line. And people kept on like coming up to you know say hi and take a picture, and the people around me like they see me like I look like an NFL offensive lineman, and they like I could hear them whispering like who like who is that guy? Like because they must have thought I was a former Giant or something because because it, it was just uh you know they were just this big old dude standing in the corner. Yeah, well, because it's it's a difference when like you know we hear we hear Justin like kind of mentioned a few times on on the podcast like you know Bobby's a big dude and it's a difference between hearing it and and seeing it and we got comments on our post too saying the same thing like I remember we saw one Alex saying you know I know Bobby's tall but I didn't know he was that tall yeah. um was like the comment that we saw I want to ask you about that did you just separate from the whole crew to to go on your own to watch that offensive line workout yeah, they well what happened was is one, I brought a gray T shirt on that hot day, which was a horrible idea. So I went and I bought um a New York Giants shirt in inside and then went to the bathroom and changed real quick. And then uh so I go to meet up with them and they're all like crowded up and stuff. So I was like sitting like two rows up from them. I was like, you know what? I was like and I couldn't even really see from up top. I was like, I'm I'm just gonna go watch the office online. So I yeah, I basically went and I mean, I like met one guy down there and ended up talking to him the whole time. But yeah, I basically just went went down on the corner. Yeah, it was kind of chaotic, uh, like with all the seat, because obviously when it's like first come first serve like that, it's it's really it's definitely odd. Um, I I remember when we were trying to find seats, like we were just like rushing in. I don't know why, we, you know, we had plenty of time, but we ended up like sitting like kind of towards the corner. I think you guys were towards like you guys were on the side with the benches, right? Uh, they were like in the end zone, I, the opposite side that the offensive line was. Yeah. I, doing yes. the fan fest event, I forgot that there was a practice. You know, not really, but like, <laughs> like you know, you do all like the tailgating, the show we did, and yeah. then it's like, oh yeah, we're going in there to watch a practice. So I was kind of like disoriented, and then once I got in there and settled down, like you know what, I want to go watch something besides just sitting here talk. I was like, I've been talking to people for four hours. I want to watch the practice. So that that's what I did. It's like, I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. I want to go watch the, I want to go watch the Giants. It's been too long. And then the, uh, the thing, what was it with Freddie kitchens, how you guys had like a little back and forth. Yeah. So, and you know, a lot of people didn't believe me. They thought I was making it up, <laughs> but you know, people are yelling at the players and stuff and I'm not, I'm not one to do that, but I was like, if I do yell, I'll make it worth my while. <laughs> so like I did one like with with Nick Gates and he gave me like a little you know like one of those and I did it back and then with Freddie you know you always see the pictures of him at, or like in the Giants videos he's always has cut off sleeves in practice <laughs> and so I asked him I was like what's you know yeah why what's why are you wearing the sleeves tonight and he said uh which was hilarious and why I love Freddie Kitchens he's points to his arm and says these are illegal to like show in New Jersey or something like that so that was that was pretty funny even though a lot of people didn't believe me but that was. It was funny for him to give me that response. Yeah, I know lots of people were yelling at the players and kind of disappointed that they weren't 
responding back. Kenny Galladay was running right in front of me, and everyone was yelling at him for like 20 minutes straight. And at one point, I was like, he's not going to respond. Oh, my God. We had that with uh, Saquon came over to our corner, of course, and was throwing a football back and forth to fans. And everyone in front of us stood up. And I'm like, the 50 of you aren't going to get a ball from Saquon. Like, sit down. We're trying to watch the practice. (laughs) We don't want to stand up to watch this Giants practice. We don't have enough effort. We were just standing for the last three hours. In the and and tailgating, we don't like sit down. I'm sorry, we were getting so upset about that. I remember that, but yeah, I think it was cool for for the interactions between between fans and, and the players, um, and that was super cool that uh, Freddie Kitchens and Nick Gates were kind of and, and you. I'm sure Nick Gates knew who you who you were right when he saw you. Yeah, I didn't want to be like, hey, it's me, you know, make him feel <laughs> weird. So I just gave him like, hey, Nick, and um. He turned around and he saw him and he did, you know, like he, yeah. he's friendly with us. So, you know, he, he didn't want to go crazy, but he just gave me like a little like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. And, you know, I, I'm kind of shifting topics here, um, but going like onto the more of the online sense on Twitter with the Giants fans, obviously recently with the uh, Kelvin Benjamin stuff and all that. Um, a certain, you know, fake account has come up that, you know, is trying to spread news. Uh, what is it? Uh, Wesley Steinberg or whatever. The one, the um, only. The one and the only. I have mad respect for him. You know, I've seen you having some back and forth with him a lot. There's been some very high profile people fooled by him and a lot of just general, I don't want to say, but stupid people being fooled mm-hmm. by him constantly. Um, what, what's your whole take on his... His uh, rise to fame. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I remember when he first started, he was not doing like like joking. Like he was li- he was just lying. He was saying like the Giants are like in serious talks with this player, or whatever, trying to fool people around free agency. And I hate those accounts when it's like it's like if you're not doing anything funny, you're just lying. Like that was that was lame. And then he started like adding some humor to it, and then but people were believing it. So I I I fell in love with the account. I thought it was funny. Cause I, I'll like his tweets, you know, like, um, and stuff. Somebody who followed me, like tweeted at me, like, I am unfollowing you forever. Like for liking this guy's tweets and stuff. And I just told him, I was like, well, good. Cause I hate you. It's like, if you don't think this is funny, then I, I don't want you following me anyway. So it's been, it's been the funniest thing is he just, he actually fools people. If he didn't fool anybody, it wouldn't be funny, but he actually does fool people. And it's the Kelvin Benjamin one, uh, you know, most famously like I mean it had everyone fool for them I think a lot of people's like anti-Joe Judge takes were based on Wes Steinberg tweets like they saw those <laughs> tweets and were like Joe Judge is, is making them you know mad at them for taking food it was so I think it's funny because it shows how people can be really gullible on on the internet yeah I mean and and it's funny how he labels himself I think it's a is it a New York Giants and Jets reporter or it's something like of that nature um, I have to I have to figure it out. But he's been on there for like over a year. I remember I was gonna follow him like last year because I thought he was an insider. Oh, NFL and NY Giants insider. Um, but yeah, no. It's- My favorite one from recently was the one about the Sterling Shepard and Troy Hill fight. Um, and he was like, head coach Joe Judge called the police and said if he can't teach his players accountability, <laughs> maybe officers of the law can. And P- if you read the comments, people are like, why would he involve the police in this? How did this is why Joe Judge will never make it as an NFL coach? Like, I, like, I, I thought he was like losing it. Like people weren't believing anymore. And then that one was beautiful because I mean that one got a lot of people. If you look at the quote tweets, there was a Eagles channel who made a video about it. Like he's like Joe Judge, this guy's not gonna last. 
And then when he got <laughs> called out on it, he's like, oh, I was just kidding. It's like, no, you clearly weren't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that one w- really gave him a little, a nice bump back after missing on a few. Yeah. We've, we've kind of been mentioning in the, in the two episodes that we've had, the last one recapping the first game against the Jets and then this one against the Browns. We had, like, a little intro before this interview. And we haven't really given much takes on the, on the preseason games because – it's preseason. I, I understand because, uh, you know, the standout players we like to give, uh, you know, praise to like Carter Coughlin and like, um, oh, my God, the not not Alex, the receiver. Well, who just got a touchdown this past weekend? David Sills. Thank David you, Sills. We, David Sills Army. You're not in it, clearly. Oh, right. That guy who was wearing the uh, what was that? The Michigan jersey. West Virginia. The, uh, West Virginia. Virginia. See, he's not a real uh, David yeah, Sills fan. Me and Alex are in the Sills Army. Josh is in yeah, the we're, we're in the Sills Army. <laughs> he's in the CJ Board Brigade or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yes, thank you, Bobby. Bobby's coming in clutch here. Um, yeah, so like those guys who have stand-up performances or the uh, Devontae Downs who aren't looking too good, we'll talk about that. But I want to go to you now and your thoughts on these, uh, these first two games. Anything that stands out to you? Um... Will Hernandez looks really good, like on the positive side. Like Will Hernandez looks really good. Andrew Thomas looks good. I'm worried about Matt Parrott. Um, so kind of, kind of some of this, like confirming some of the same things. Obviously, Jones isn't playing. The receivers haven't played. Saquon's not playing. On defense, Carter Coughlin, man, like he's gonna play. Like I, I, I'm not saying he's gonna be the starter, but he's gonna be playing. Like he, he adds something that not the other linebackers don't, and it's that actual like pass rush ability. Like, Blake Martinez doesn't have that pass rush ability. You know, Tay Crowder, Reggie Ragland, they don't have that ability. Carter Coughlin hasn't played that position, so he brings that new skill over there. Um, and one that I'm not jumping on, like, the hype train yet because it was against backups, O'Shane Zimenez looked good, you know, and he's kind of been the forgotten guy on the on the outside linebackers. So he's he looked good in that Cleveland game. You know, he's winning a bunch of reps. So if he can come back and be a decent pass rusher, there's no reason why he can't he won't play because there's not a ton of comp- there's not like anything anyone that's great in that position room yet. Uh, we'll see with Aziz. So those have been like the three or four, and then obviously Davis Sills has looked good, but I'm just worried he's not going to make the roster. So those have been like the like the four things I've noticed the most. And on a negative side, I'll say Ted Larson and Kenny Wiggins are really bad. <laughs> And I, I guess going to the defensive side of some of those players who are really bad, uh, Devontae Downs has been getting a ton and ton of hate online and just in general because, well, to be fair, he's not been playing well at all. I don't know how he's on the team still um, besides just filling up bodies really in training camp. Yeah. Sam Beal didn't look great when he returned in this past preseason game. He looked okay. I, I don't think he looked as bad as some people are making it out to be. Um, but I don't think, you know, he's not living up to the high expectations everyone had for him. Yeah, there was that one clip, and I posted it during the game, where he, like, goes for the interception and just, like, fades away. <laughs> I, I felt bad for him, though, because he was getting just roasted for that play. Um, but he's going to get cut, so it's like, I don't even really think about him. Like, like, like and Devontae Downs, he could be someone that's not cut, but if he's not cut, I'm going to be mad. Like, there's no reason for Devontae Downs to be on the roster. You saw the way he played last year. It was really bad. And if he's, you know, like, we haven't heard – we what we've seen in preseason has been bad. And we have not I – have I haven't heard one beat reporter say anything positive about Devontae Downs having a good game – a good day. You know, so there's no reason for him to stay. So, 
Yeah, those two guys are. I I assume that this time next week, both those guys will probably be cut. Yeah, I I was gonna say about Devonte Downs. I I'm bad with the specific play in the team, but I do remember the highlight of Downs was is standing in the front of the end zone where the receiver he was supposed to be covering catching the back of the end zone, um, and that was during the regular season on one of the plays. And that yeah, was, I think it was the Eagles game. Horrendous. Mm-hmm. It was horrendous. It was whatever it was. It was it was bad. But um, it was very bad. Yeah, so that cost us a touchdown. But yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Downs is done. When you mentioned Will Hernandez, I was gonna say like you're like Will Hernandez looks really good, and then I was while well, the rest you know of the offensive line suffers because they're, I mean it's it's some players, but there are some players that were looking good. I know I saw um, today at the joint practices we had um, Nate Soldier who is getting rotations at both left and right tackle, so that's a little interesting. You have any? I mean. It's instant reactions, but anything that really worries you about this this strained ankle or whatever it was with the Dory Jackson today? Um. Well, there was a report that said he might even be back at practice tomorrow. And I don't know if I believe that, but it seems to not. If he doesn't miss a game, then no, I don't. I'm not worried at all. If he does miss a game, like yeah, it sucks. But we saw us play with a bad cornerback too last year and do all right of the defense, so I, it's not like panic worthy. Like, if James Bradbury would go out, I'd panic a lot more than it would be Adora Jackson. You know, Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams, like, those guys I think would be bigger losses than Adore. Not to say Adore is important, I just think those guys are more important. So, I'm not panicking, but it does suck because he is the decider of how much better this defense gets from last year. Like, it was good last year. Like, will it, you know, be the same? I don't know. Adora Jackson is what makes you think it can be better because you can start playing man coverage and stuff, which they just couldn't do last year with the guys they had. So, yeah, but hopefully he doesn't miss any games, though, because uh, he would be a big loss for the Giants' D. And last year, I remember, I forget, it was the Browns game, right, that James Bradbury didn't play in um, last season, and we looked horrendous. So if he goes down this season at any point, I will be very, very nervous. Um, but, you know, I forget what happened, who was the injury specifically, uh, where we had to play Julian Love at outside corner. I remember that game as well. Um, he didn't do terribly, but uh, maybe it was Isaac Yadam. Maybe he was out for a game. Darnay uh, Holmes was out, uh, and then yeah. um, James Bradbury missed a Cleveland. I mean, that Cleveland game was just a mess. It was <laughs> Daniel Jones got – he had two injured legs that week. Joe jo- or Jason Garrett got coronavirus. Like, that that week was the worst week of the season for the Giants by far. Like, Bradbury had to leave. I mean, it was just a chaotic week. Yeah. And Two, speaking, go ahead, Alex. And speaking of Isaac Yadam, um, what do you think about that trade? Um, I'm kind of upset about it. You know, we kind of have a joke here about the podcast because Isaac Yadam obviously was not the best last season, but I thought in preseason he was not terrible. Uh, you know, in the game we saw him. Yeah, he wasn't even like he had, he started out bad, but he finished the year off like as an yeah. okay player. Like I, I always said, he was he was the worst starter on a good defense last year. You know. So obviously he's gonna he's gonna get some hate, but um, it's hard to say because I'm not the greatest at judging cornerback talent, especially when they're not like in your on your team every single week where you get to see them and get to know them. So, but what sucks is Josh Jackson's not practicing. You know, like if it like I was like okay, like I want to see him in the preseason. I want to see what Josh Jackson looks like. Are they gonna play more man coverage? Because Yadams wasn't a horrible player. He was a bad player. He wasn't like a horrible. It wasn't like his. It wasn't like having Corey Ballantyne or Grant Haley, uh, or you know even DeAndre Baker as a rookie or Antonio Hamilton. It wasn't like that, um, but you know. 
So it's it's a very it's a very simple trade to evaluate though in a year is which player played better. It's like did Josh Jackson play better or that, they played the same position, they have the same contract, same age. So um so I, I'm okay with it. It's just as long as Josh Jackson's better is really what it all comes down to. And what's kind of ironic too, I, I just want to bring this up real quick. DeAndre Baker, it sounds like, is tearing it up in Chiefs camp, oh right? Gosh. Yes. I <laughs> so you know I guess, is it karma for the Giants for judging a little bit too soon? Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, we might live to regret that one. Yeah, that and decision. I was a big proponent of just letting it play out and giving mm-hmm. him a, a second, even if it was like, you know, giving him a second chance. Like, I was banging on that drum. So when they cut him, I, I was a little disappointed. But now that he's playing well, like, you I, you know, you don't root against him, but also it's like it's just like a pouring salt in the wound of that move. So, um, what, where I'm, th- I'm thinking you were alluding to the report of, um, Adore Jackson being, um, in, I, I can't talk, being in the practice tomorrow, uh, was from Pat Leonard. Now we, we need to talk about this cause Alex and I <laughs> have been like dying to ask you this question. So we've had him on twice, actually. He's, I guess we call him, we, we kind of joke about it, a friend of the program because he is hated by everyone. Um, so like. We want to know what's the background of that. Is it the like for you? Because you know you poke fun at him, and it's um, the guy who's at SB Nation now, uh, Matt Lombardo. Why? Why is it? Where did your hate start for uh, Pat Leonard? Just he. I think he trolls. Like I think he he's looking for the most negative. Like he's looking to make a story out of everything. You know, and I haven't been following the Giants a ton. Or, or not following like the Giants beat before all of this, but supposedly he was like always writing articles to trade Odell, and then they traded Odell, and he's like, "How do they get the Giants to trade Odell?" You know. So I think he's always looking for like you know, and, and it's hey, it's honestly not bad business because you know every click matters. Um, but I just think that's what he does, you know, and like even like the Jason Garrett thing where he's like, "Oh, he he made it seem like he demanded them to call him coach, and that just wasn't what that was." So. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Like I like if you know, I, if I saw him, would I like go up and like try and fight him? No, but I wouldn't. I but I also want to go shake his hand and say nice to meet you either. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because when when we talked to him, I hope he's not listening. But uh, he's, he's not. There's no reason why he would be. Um, when 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 we recorded the last one, I remember he talked to us after the fact, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we should like keep in touch, and like you you should have me on." Uh, you know, so we can talk more during training camp. Do you know what I'm talking about, Alex? Like after we finish recording, he was like, you, you know, you should have me on throughout the throughout the season, and we're like, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm assuming it's just because, I mean, we kind of feel bad for him at some points because a lot of it's not, you know, it's it's all. He's always been Twitter. nice to us. He's always been nice to yeah, us. Yeah, I know how that is. <laughs> I, I have friends who are like, there's people I like where it's like I can understand why a lot of people don't like you, but I like you. So like I I, I, I don't I'm not like a oh how. I'm not mad at anybody for liking him, you know. So <laughs> right, not, it's kind I'm of... I'm not like, how do Josh Josh and Alex, you guys better not start, you know. Like, I'll come back on your podcast again if you're best friends with Pat Leonard. I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, there's nothing we can do to kind of, like, I'm not going to yell at him about that. It was kind of like the Jordan Ronan situation, right, where he kind of dissed all of Giants Twitter and, you know, he came on our podcast, so it's like, and he, and he came on yours to, to explain the situation. I know you guys are good friends with him now, so it's like, you know, thing, you know, shit happens. You move past it. 
you keep it going. And, you know, there was, there was nothing... I mean, obviously, he was coming for us, technically, but, you know, it is what it is. We move on. I mean, and obviously, when he explained it, it wasn't as big of a deal as people thought it, you know, was. Yeah. And I also learned to just not take stuff that seriously. Like, with the Pat Leonard stuff, it's like, you saw me. I was, you know, I was going at him, but I also was having kind of some fun with it, like, making videos of, like, four. The Joe Judge punt one was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was was having fun with it, you know. It's not like a... Like I said, if I saw him, would I go and play nice to them? No. But I also wouldn't, like, be, like, you know, try and cuss him out or anything. You have any... Oh, go ahead, Alex. No, you go. You go. No, no, no. I I went twice in a row. Go ahead. What I was going to say is some people just take things a little bit too seriously. At the end of the day, football's a game, right? It's not... Yeah, in (laughs) social media, even more so. (laughs) Social media, especially. You know, some people just take things a little bit too seriously. Yeah, and I I get I'm guilty of that a lot too. I just have to, I sometimes remind myself like remember this is this is a podcast about football. Like it's you know you're not changing anybody's life at the end of the day. You know like don't don't go out here you know telling people how to live their life. Like like they come to you for giant stuff. Like they don't they don't they don't look up to you as a role model. So <laughs> um so it's like I, I I remind myself at the end of the day. It's like this is simply just talk about the like do you do I look on ESPN and look to those people to guide my life? No. So I just I just like to listen to them talk about sports. But you know what I would say is I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that like their role models. Not say I'm not sure if anyone finds you as their role model or whatever. But you know there are people who like on ESPN. I, I don't know who I'm even talking. Uh, you know, there's people who do see some of these you know content creators, uh, you know podcasters as kind of like uh, like an idol, right? Like John Boy. Uh, I know for Josh, he's always, you know, looked up to him. So, you know, there, I feel like there's some truth to it, but also I feel like, you know, there, you kind of, yeah, but like within the sports range though, yeah, you know, yeah, within the sports range, if you're interested in that, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, if I don't know, I don't know, but that basically what I'm saying (laughs) is like, it's sports at the end of the day. It's like, it's very simple. Like it's, it's, you know, like, yes, if the Giants lose, am I upset? Yeah. But, you know, is it as bad as losing a family member or, or anything? You know, like, no. So it's, uh, I, I, I try to just, here's my thing. Have fun with everything. So even if you're mad, have some fun with it. Like that guy, that guy who like tweeted me, like, I'm unfollowing you. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have some fun with this. I was like, okay, well, I hate you anyway. So, so, so fine by me. Like, like, you know, I guess some people could read that in a, as a mad way. But like, I was giggling when I tweeted that, you know, so, so I try to have fun with it as much as I can. Um, I, I remember we asked you this last season about some players, and you also mentioned Sam Beal and, and the roster and David Sills, and maybe if he makes the roster, most likely not. Maybe he does. Whatever. Uh, last season we were asking you about players who you know, are on the verge of making the roster and who you would like to see making the roster. I remember one of them was actually Rice and John, who just uh, unfortunately got cut by the New York Giants. Right now, do you have any any favorites that are on the verge of making it that you want to see them on the fifty three man roster? David Seals says he's the one that like he's the guy that I liked. I'm like I hope he makes it, but I don't know if he will. Another one I hate saying it because this is like Justin's favorite guy, and I feel like I'm but Raymond Johnson that D lineman. Um, he's been playing well in the preseason, and then other ones. Let's see, wide receiver like I said, David Seals, tight end uh, O line. Kyle Murphy, I loved him. Chad Slade, I hope Chad Slade makes it because I think he could be better than Kenny Wiggins and and uh, and and Ted Larson. They just got him playing tackle, so yeah, I'll say Chad Slade 
Chad Slade and David Sills would be the two for me that I that are probably bubble guys that I'm hoping make, make that I'm hoping make it. Um, one name that's come up a bit, who's someone who people expect to make the roster but couldn't. Do you have any in mind for me? I think B.J. Hill might not make the roster. I know some some people have been talking about it. Do you think he makes the roster? I think he's going to make it pretty comfortably. Efedio Denebo. Like, I, and I know that seems like... I was about he, to say that. He, had, he's, he may have one good play in the entire preseason so far, and he's played a lot of reps. And they have him, like, like down on the roster. So I, I could see Efedio Denebo being someone who, when you signed him, you thought, like, okay, you know, it's going to come in and be a big part of this edge room and... Now it looks like I, I I think he's in danger of not making the roster. Although he has some guaranteed money, yeah. so I think he probably will. And maybe John I, Ross too, because he's injured. You know, like yeah. he, he is injured. He's not practicing, so John Ross could be one too. I've been seeing John Ross since the start of training camp, just because I don't know if it's because of doubters or haters or whatever it is, but I'm maybe because of his past on the on the Bengals, uh, it, it could be a possibility. I was gonna say Afadio uh, Denebo. Um, as a player that I, I would like to make the roster, and maybe he doesn't, but I don't know. He just seems like a nice, genuine guy. Um, I know when he signed, you know, he did the videos with the teams or whatever, and it was pretty cool. He seemed like a, a, a cool dude. So, I, I know, I'm excited about that. I want to see Ellerson Smith more. I feel like we haven't seen enough of Ellerson Smith yet. That's who I'm kind of looking forward to. Came out of He's a small injured. school out of... I know yeah, why. Yeah. I know why. I know why. I just, like, I want to see more of him before this, the season starts. Um, because he came out of a small school, had a really good year there. Can he translate that to the NFL? And we'll have to wait and see. And obviously, Ojolari too has been. He, he just came off an injury recently, right? Today. Yeah. Today. Yeah, he came yeah. back. From, I think he's coming back to practice either today or tomorrow. So we'll have to look forward to that. Um, Alex, do you have any final stuff? Um, not really. I, I don't know. Uh, do you? <laughs> I guess, I guess, because I remember we did this last year too. I guess we're at that point for your predictions on the record, record predictions for the Giants twenty twenty one. It is that time of year season. again. Um, yeah, seventeen and zero. I know. I really <laughs> or I really, or snacks two and fifteen. Yeah, it's I, the it's like people are starting to look to me like for like Giants content now. It's like I can't say seventeen and zero every year, which I want to do. I'm gonna say ten and a seven. Ten and seven. Like it's it's you at you're adding four wins with an extra game, so it's like, let's say it's adding three wins, adding three wins. You think about the close games. You think about how this team got better. This offense can't be any worse than it was last year. So ten wins. It's time to win. And if, and if they don't win this year, then people need to be gone. Dave Gelman needs to be fired. Daniel Jones possibly being moved out too. Like it's it's time to win. It's the fourth year of this GM's tenure here. Time to win. Do I get to give my record prediction? I can. Okay. I mean, I, I, I guess it is. It is our podcast, so I guess I can do whatever. The <laughs> yeah, money I want to know me. where your guys' mind is at. I would say, for me, I don't know why, but I have a pessimistic view of this upcoming season, and I can't believe I'm saying this because usually it's Josh who says this, and usually I'm the optimistic. Well, I was going to say, as soon as I joined the call, you're talking about how you don't want to hear anything negative, and now you're, you're... well, <laughs> well. I, I, I don't like hearing negative from other people. I like hearing... I only want to listen to myself talk. Um, and with that, I'm going to go 9-8. and eight. Um, I don't think... I think the Giants just have a winning record. I, I don't know. I, I have yeah, a bad feeling. Horrible. Do they make the playoffs I, with that 9-8? and eight? I, do, I don't think we make the playoffs, oh, though, at 9-8. and eight. Well, to, may, I don't know. Would want, I don't know if there's anyone in our division who'd go better than Would you fire eight. Dave Gelman if they go 9-8? and eight? Yes. Okay. If we don't make the playoffs, fire Dave Gettleman. If we do, 
then I guess you keep him around. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Joe Judge stays there, though. No yeah, reason to fire unless him. it's a disaster. But, but you, you guys do know, like, people love Joe Judge now. If they don't win this year, people will want Joe Judge fired. They, yeah. may, they may not admit it right now, but they will want him fired. If I we know. go, like, 3-14 and 14 or whatever, or get, like, 4 or 5 wins, then, then his job might be a bit in trouble. But I, I still doubt it. I mean, it's the same thing because Alex's father, for some reason, is like a Joe Judge hater for no reason. <laughs> like we, uh, it's the thing is like we, I guess, because he thinks like we already we already have Joe Judge so highly rated. Um, but I don't know. I guess a lot of Giants fans are. I mean, I know Snacks is one of those already. I know he makes the jokes like put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, I mean. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but Bobby, thank you so much for coming on. You can go follow him on Twitter at Bobby Skinner underscore. Go follow Talking Giants on there as well, and uh, subscribe to Talking Giants. Subscribe to the Giant Take podcast. Give us both five stars rating and or reviews. Um, we would really appreciate it. I know you got you guys don't ask for that a lot, so I'll do it for you, Bobby. I'll help you guys out there. Very nice. And <laughs> you can go follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. And um, we will see you next time for another episode. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.